0: whoa hello everybody. this is podcast for me. I am Kevin your host. according to this podcast uh, 11, 13 2017 did a couple podcasts in between where I you know rants and such. Ah, well you know no further ado let's uh, let's get into some things. So, I went about the news, and you know what I found? Not that much. There is not much news, and I'm good with that. Um, most of it is uh, powerful people getting accused of uh, doing some things, and yeah, that's about it on that. Well, Only really want to get into it. Careers are over. Some people think they'll bounce back, but I don't think so. Especially the Kevin Spacey one. That guy's going down flames. You know. Kaiser Sosek. And that's, uh, that's it. Ever see two uh, guy lines get it on? That's in the news. People are mad about that. <laughs> animals be animals. So. Usually I jump into the news, but really I couldn't find anything worthwhile or that I cared about. So I figured I'd talk about some shows that I watched, and how awesome they are. So let's start with The Walking Dead. I watched that episode recently. It's called Just a Guy, or Some Guy. And uh, the director is Dan Liu. Writers were Frank Debrow, or DeBont and Robert Kirkman. I think there's more people, but they're like the main people. The director, Dan Liu, he directed a lot of great episodes like Coda and things like that. So you could really tell that the direction was really good in this episode. So, uh, let me give you a spoiler-free review. Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 4, Some Guy. Great episode. It's, uh, Walking Dead back to its normal form. The uh, action's pretty good. It's like crazy good. I mean, it's right like right out of a movie. Uh, storytelling's good. Really, uh, move forward. Okay, forget it. No more, spo- no more non-spoilers. Let's go to spoilers. This episode fucking rocked. It's like, there's a part where they're doing a car chase scene where it, it was intense, and then like... Like, okay, so they're trying to chase these guys down in a, in a van while Rick is driving some kind of a jeep, and Daryl's driving a motorcycle, and they're chasing down this one van, they're being shot at, and, uh, Rick comes up on the dude's, like, on the side of the car, and you would think he would shoot them, of course, right? But I guess Rick isn't that good of a shot in Season 8, <clears throat> you know, and he... Instead shoots, so he jumps into the fucking moving car. It looked real, too, like as they were doing it. And starts beating his ass. I have to say, it was pretty cool cinematography in that respect. But let me take you through the episode. The episode starts with, uh... If you haven't seen The Walking Dead or doesn't know, don't know what I'm talking about, two things. Either watch The Walking Dead, and, uh... Or listen, be interested, and maybe just watch that episode. (laughs) It's pretty good. A lot of good action. In fact, you could be arguing that that could have been a movie. That would have worked. (laughs) Add some more stuff. So the episode starts with the king, Ezekiel, and uh, he's prepping himself like an actor. You know, he's in the mirror, he's prepping himself, getting ready. He does a big-ass big, big ass speech, which I felt like killing people after that speech. It was, it was real riveting, you know. And But the thing is, he's lying the whole time he's doing this. He's just saying shit to motivate his troops. And what they're going to do is fight a bunch of bad guys. And he motivates everybody. And he talks to a little kid, tries to inspire him with cool words. And that's pretty cool. And uh, they go out. They go out and do stuff. Um, in the episode previously, they they had gotten so far killing all these bad guys, and no one died, and then all of a sudden these big machine guns came out, killed everybody. So that's where the episode kind of starts off, after the big speech starts off with everyone getting shot at, and they all jump on top of their king to protect them, and that's a, like a big deal, right? They sacrifice themselves. So he wakes up, and his foot's hurt. And all the people, all, his, all his, his entire army, pretty much, is dead. And they start coming back to life because they're zombies or walkers, as they say. And he has to escape. And uh, he escapes. I mean, he gets he, he gets helped out by one of his guys. And then that guy dies. And then some other bad guy comes and helps him because I guess there's a bounty on his head. And, uh, meanwhile, Carol, who you think is dead, she's like this, uh, badass lady. I call her Tiger Mom. That's my name for her. She, uh, started out in the beginning of the show as a battered woman. And she ends up being like a super ninja, awesome woman. And uh, she goes to take out the guys who try, to, who try to kill everybody. Well, that actually did kill everybody. Cause they have these huge machine guns, and I guess they're going to take those machine guns to Negan, who's the main bad guy. I guess. I guess that's what they're going to do. And uh, she, she kills a lot of them. So that's what she does. Meanwhile, uh, the king, he's coming to terms with the fact that he's just some guy who has been pretending to be this, this grandiose character and to inspire many, which he's done up to this point. There's something to be said about that because I mean, like, the lie becomes reality. He he wanted he wanted to become the man he was acting as, you know. So he'd been training non stop to be a badass warrior. It just didn't work out in the end. He lost a bunch of people. But you know what? He was a good leader. And he lost a bunch of people due to something he couldn't foresee. And that just happens. And uh he's pretty he was pretty broken up. This is his first real loss. He lost his entire army. And um, uh, so he's pretty guilty, feels guilty about it because really all he is is some actor who happened to have a tiger, like he was a zookeeper, and uh, he saved this tiger. And because he him and this tiger came out of the forest, everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Better listen to this guy. And he was able to become the leader that way. And uh, I think he lied to where he was at. But become it became that lie. So he says he's a king, he's awesome, and he actually became the very person he was lying about. Kind of like he built his foundation of lies, like a scaffolding of this hero and became the actual building itself. you know I think that's something people do. they uh, they say what they can do, but they can't. And then eventually just do it in the end. Like, I can make that project, or I can get this done in an hour. And uh, you can't, and then you actually do. Pushing yourself. So the episode is all about getting these guns. And there's a cool little action scene where Rick and Daryl get those guns in the end. And, uh, one po- and they, they get home after their tiger dies. And, uh, that's pretty shitty, and everyone's sad, but that's pretty much the episode. Now, some things to note. There's a part. Now, this, this always bod- bothered me about The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead has a bunch of unrealistic things, like zombies. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's unrealistic. And the, uh, fact that, uh, there's so many people in one spot, you know? They said that the ratio is 5,000 dead people to one. I mean, realistically speaking, all these people wouldn't be glopped together. It'd be like one person, if you're lucky, to see anybody alive. But, other than that, I mean, there's this part where they're stuck in this uh, crevice, and there's a bunch of zombies, and this tiger comes out, and the tiger is Shiva, who's, um, the king's tiger. Because he was a zookeeper. He raised this tiger and saved its life. And so therefore it feels indebted to it. Which is weird unto itself. Because for some reason this tiger is able to. Uh. Understand who's a bad guy and who's not. Which is just a weird thing. Um. So this is a super tiger. Super intelligence. Uh. And um so it's in a crevice there's a bunch of zombies a tiger starts killing these zombies and eventually gets overrun by the zombies and uh, I think that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life because like if, if there was maybe a thousand zombies I could see that but there was only like ten 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 zombies maybe fifteen yeah fuck it say twenty of people people who are turned into zombies malnourished uh, not that much muscle mass to these fucking things. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is, why, why were they able to eat this, the, the fucking tiger? They were able to overpower the tiger and eat him. They can't glop off, glop up enough to create that kind of strength. A fucking tiger swipe could take out a tree. And I looked it up and said that the, uh, while tigers prefer to use their massive teeth to crush their victims' necks, a single strike a single strike is enough to do a job one swipe from a tiger's front paw is strong enough to smash a bear's skull and even break its spine i mean that's that's fucking crazy because like a bullet can ricochet off of a fucking bear's skull a bullet these things go down with arrows and bullets knives and shit like that The tiger's just front paw is able to explode their fucking heads. It should be able to explode every zombie's head. It's one swipe should have took out two zombies. It's big enough. It's 500 fucking pounds. (sighs) The average zombie is what? 180? If that. There's not that many fat zombies. I don't know. It was just dumb that Shiva got taken out like that. Maybe they should have did something with her, just kind of fell on top of it and started eating it. You know, I could see that, but not, not them out that they did. I think that was very stupid. Um, was a good, uh, good acting on that one actor, um, Ezekiel. I'm pretty sure his number's coming up. He'll have like a whole redemption thing where he comes back and then dies. That's okay, he's a pretty good guy. Um, Yeah, that's a crazy episode. It has returned to form, uh, Walking Dead for a while had been a, a show of like, story about people, it just so happens they're zombies, and um, the the action really got less and less, and it got more about art than an actual TV show. Because there'd be a lot of parts where it would pan, the camera would pan off to a cloud, and that would last a minute, and then play some music. It's because like a page, uh, person was thinking or some shit like that, and um, or look at a bush people were hiding they would take time to disarm a bomb and that would be your tension but I mean all the people were doing were disarming a bomb and it wasn't that that's much it's not that tense one part was the zombies are coming nothing is happening and you literally are waiting a minute for zombies to come around a corner it'd <laughs> be like one or two and everyone would just freaked out it was really dumb and another thing I noticed is the zombie, I know I'm hating on it right now, but it was a good episode, but there's little things that bother me, like, the zombies are, they, all they do is walk, so why aren't they tripping on shit? It's not like they're looking down and uh, are thinking, oh yeah, 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 this shit. This, there's a railroad right here, I'll step over it. No, without fail, they just step over these things. You would think they'd trip more. King, tiger skills. A lot of action. And then, yeah, it was a pretty good episode though. Uh, there's no real music that's really memorable, but it was just pretty cool watching the king go through this whole I'm not a king, I'm just a guy. But that's what they named the episode. <laughs> it's pretty good though. I was thinking today about, um, gay people in the sense that man as girls I don't know I don't know how that would work I mean they would just do their thing and that would be it I I'd rather I, I think it'd be more complicated me personally but um but dudes though I, I went through a little mental chess thing and I was thinking man if I was a gay dude life would be so easy in, in the respect of like getting it on. Like you just be like, "Go into a bar and you just be like, "Hey, let's do this." And I mean nine times out of ten that shit's gonna happen because okay for as a straight guy, and I've done this quite a bit, you go to a club or a bar and uh, you got like a ten percent chance of getting with somebody, if anything. And half of that it might not even be a good looking gal. you know this is the way it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so hard as a straight dude to, uh, get laid. This is just a guy. I mean, yeah, you got your exceptions, and some people think, uh, you know, you're just the one data, but, no, a uh, uh, metric data, you know, but, like, no, in reality, if it was an easy thing, we'd have babies everywhere. Guys, this is, this is hard to get laid, you know, as a single single dude. However, as a dude who's, like, wanting to get it on and um, say he's gay, I mean, that's, like, two peas in a pod. I'm pretty confident, though, that, like, in that life, you would just be, like, going to a bar, let's do this. it only take up a couple seconds. I mean, you're always gonna, it's all about trying to find, you know, the perfect, how good you want it, you know, kind of thing. And then, uh, in the end, you could always default to whoever's around and always go home with somebody. I mean, that's just the way it is. Dudes are pretty much always down. <laughs> and, I mean, I, so I fast-forwarded the thought. I was thinking, you know, I mean, yeah, they, w- they wouldn't it wouldn't work after a while because guys get desensitized to shit after a while. So I always thought, you know, if you have free reign to do whatever you want and you get with guys what have you, I mean, it would get to a point where you would just get bored of that, so you would have to get to a point where you would want somebody who doesn't want it as much, and that's, or get more darker with it, you know, whips and chains and shit, that's probably why the pride parade is so intense, you know, with the guys with the bikinis and shit, I mean, that's fucking intense, (laughs) it's always the guys too that do that, Eh, it was a wondering thought. I heard a podcast about a guy batting a thousand if he was gay, and then I, I wanted to riff about that because I was thinking, "My, yeah, you know what? He's kind of right. If you were gay, it would be a pretty good life. <laughs> if that was the case. That's probably why like a lot of a lot of men hate like not a lot of men, but a lot of those people hate gay people so much. They're probably like jealous, you know? They're like, "Fucking, they have it too easy, because <laughs> they know what's up. Men know what's up. I don't know about women, but men know what's up. That's my uh, gay tirade. (laughs) So, I was at work today. And, uh, there's this old guy. He had a, uh, he has what they, like a caregiver. And he, he yells at this dude all the time. And, uh,. He's like, you know, give me this. Oh, you're useless. Uh," That's pretty much all he does. And um, I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. Well, today, he took it to the next level, somehow. Um, So you bring in the patient. He sits down. The caregiver guy is in the fucking room with him. What is he going to do? What's he going to do? He puts his head against the wall, meaning. He, he, like, like he's in timeout, <laughs> and he just stands there, and uh... yeah, while you're doing the visit, you know, taking his blood pressure, asking him why he's there and everything. Now, if it was a thing about privacy, why the fuck did the guy just step outside? I mean, I get, I get you're a caregiver, but I, I mean, you don't have to be inside the goddamn room. And then turn your head towards the fucking wall. That's just terrible. He'd step outside. Caregiver doesn't mean like he fucking wipes his ass. I mean, like, there's some people that do that, but this guy wasn't the ass-wiper. He probably is. I don't know. But there ain't no job in which you need to put your face to some fucking wall so some guy can have his privacy. I just think it was ridiculous. I mean, he took slavery to a whole new level then the guy can't be being paid much, you know. There's no way a caregiver gets that much. It was just a shame. I even looked at him and nodded in my head in, like, sadness, like, poor bastard. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Another funny story that happened today was, uh, I go, so I was one guy, a patient and he said something to the effect of, uh, yeah, I spent an hour polishing my car. And I was like, polishing your car must be like a cool Mustang or a fucking Lamborghini or something, anything, right? And, uh, I asked him, what, what, uh, what kind of car is it, you know? And he goes, a Saturn. And I'm like what? And he goes, a Saturn. Like one of them 2007 Saturns. And I was like, what? Um, hmm. Huh. Saturn, huh? Oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, I, I hadn't uh, washed the car in seven years or ten years, and all I do is polish it every day for an hour. And I'm all uh, like, thinking in my head like, is this like a a sports car, or is this some kind of a Saturn that came back in the day and the company was rejuvenized in the 2000s? I don't know. So I go outside to take a look at the Saturn that wasn't painted in the last like 10 years, that hasn't been washed in the last 10 years, and it's been polished every day for an hour. Every day, you know what I noticed it looked like an average car with an average paint job Uh, the paint job didn't even look shiny it looked like a like a new not a new car like a used car that wasn't waxed that's what it looked like and uh... yeah that happened and I was like what the fuck is this the way he was talking about it polishing it for an hour he made it sound like this car was the best ever (laughs) and it was a Saturn Oh, holy cow, and so I talked to this one guy, and uh, he's always drinking the Kool-Aid, whenever somebody says something, he's all about it, and I go, did you hear about that guy in the Saturn, and he goes, yeah, man, it's crazy, right, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's on the level, and then he says, yeah, he hasn't cleaned it in like 10 years, isn't that crazy, and I go, yeah, I I guess, and, he goes, and, it, and the paint job's still good, like that's a thing, and I was like, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's cool, I, but it's, it's a Saturn, like, who cares, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, in my head I'm thinking like, what, <laughs> what makes it cool to keep a car that's just like average, if anything below average in mint condition? And it wasn't make edition. It's like you wasted your life, man. That's what 365 hours uh, times 10 years. That's because uh, if he's doing it, say he said he was doing it every hour a day uh, for 10 years. That would be 365, give or take a you know leap year. 365 days hours times ten. Okay, that's three thousand six hundred and fifty hours. Uh divide by uh flat hours. Twenty-four hours. That's 152 days. This guy spent 152 days of his life fucking polishing a car that's called the Saturn something. And it looks average, if anything. Excellent. use you of your time. And the other guy was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? And I'm like, uh, you'd be drinking the wrong kind of Kool-Aid, man. Yeah, man, anytime a patient is excited about something, this fucking guy goes full bore. And he's just like, puts himself in a mindset that whatever they said is the best thing ever. Like, he, he gets into their enthusiasm. So if they said something to the effect of, like, man, I collect my poop. Especially if it's in the shape of rare, famous, 1900s English poetry writers. <laughs> he would be like, wow, that's crazy. He'd be all into it. <sighs> yeah. It's, like, it's a crazy time we live in. That was my random story about painting on Saturn. I've been watching this anime called Dragon Ball Super with my kid. That's pretty cool. I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z. That was pretty epic. I saw it by myself as a kid. And I thought that was the coolest show ever at the time. You know, you can watch the Spanish version, which is really epic—the way they talk. Never in a million years did I think I'd grow up to have a kid and then watch the same fucking show. It's a great show. You got Goku, you got Vegeta. Mostly Goku because he does things. <sighs> He's like the only one who improves. It's, a, it's always gimmicky, though. He always comes out with uh, a breakdown Dragon Ball episode for you. Goku gets uh, all-powerful, fights a bunch of people. A bunch of people get stronger than him, beats his ass. He comes back with some secret ultra technique. And uh, comes back, beats him a little, then loses again. Uh, a bunch of other people get beat up. And then Goku comes back all hardcore and wins the day. That is Dragon Ball in a nutshell. Same formula, never ends. But uh, watching it with my kid was pretty cool. He was into it. I was into it. It was a cool moment between the two of us. <laughs> he's like, wow, that's really cool. He's really good, getting good at reading, too, because we watched the subtitled version, and he's 7. He's able to read, which is crazy. I think I wasn't able to read at 7. I was pretty stupid growing up as a child. All right. Wanted to break this episode down. Watched uh, Star Trek Discovery. Holy shit! Am I in Star Trek Discovery? I fucking love that show. It is so good. Um, this episode was more of a season finale and kind of a gross episode too, but it, it gave you the feels. It was more of um, episodes was uh, so basically like there was this like peaceful race that was trying to make peace between. The good guys, the Federation, and uh, the bad guys, the Klingons, and um, they were what they were trying to do at first was trying to help have them help them uh, find the bad guy ships, the Klingons, because they have these invisible ships. And instead of that, they were like, "Hey, we'll just talk some peace talks between the two of us," and uh, that was shitty because the Klingons will kill everyone there. So it put the, the heroes, the Discovery, uh, in a kind of a predicament. If they leave, all these millions of people will die. But if they stay, they have no way of beating this cloaked ship. So they came up with this way where uh, they have to beam on the ship and uh, put these loud and huge devices on the ship. And what they will do is use their technology called the, the Spore Drive, where they like kind of fold—not fold, fold space—but it's just appear in different parts of the universe, instantaneous. And they're going to do it like 160 times, and from that, that would be able to create some kind of algorithm that will make them see these invisible ships. So it's a pretty important mission. They get this done. Pretty much win the war, and uh, they do it. They I mean, they do it, and then they have to put this one guy, as gay dude. It was pretty cool too, because like, it's like you reconciled with this loved guy, and then they're like, he has to teleport like 160 times, which pretty much almost kills him. So they're teleporting all this time and learning where the ship's at. And at the same time, on the ship, uh, they're going. They're, they're planting these little probe things, like two of them, and uh, they find uh, this Admiral Lady who's there, and uh, another another prisoner who's alive, a Klingong Lady, and this one guy who was being tortured by that Klingong Lady back in one of the other episodes starts flipping out and goes crazy. Uh, they end up shooting that Klingong Lady, but they show some fucking flashbacks that will blow your fucking mind it's like I guess when he was getting tortured for seven months he talked her into getting it on with him and uh, he, he got it oh it's so gross it's like this big giant lizard looking thing and he had sex with it her she like tore him apart and all sorts of shit it was bad and, uh, meanwhile, the main character, Michael Brunham, uh, somehow gets to the bridge of the ship and, uh, sets her little device, which is loud, and everything's going great, but it seems like these guys are just running away. They're gonna run away. So she says, so she figures she's gonna, um, buy some time by challenging the leader of the ship to a, to the death. And which works, cause they fight. Which is kind of weird, because she's a female human being. The clean are, not only are they stronger than people, it's a dude. So he's twice as strong. And they're fighting. And it would be believable if she had some kind of a, like a, like a yoga, not yoga, but tai chi kind of thing. Where he's, she's redirecting his hits. But no, she's stopping his punches and kicks. And, um, you know, they're fighting back and forth. But, like, I liken it to, if you're 100 pounds, I don't care how badass of a fighter you are, you're fighting a 200-pound MMA fighter, you can get beat up. She's just going to happen. And they should have had a better fighting director or whatever that is. Because it was terrible. <laughs> Two of them fighting. She's all winning and shit. She fights them off. And they uh, they end up figuring out the cloaking device, and they destroy the fucking ship. Cool fucking part when they destroy the ship. I guess the um, captain of the ship, the good guys, uh, Lorca, he uh, got some kind of an injury where he can't see, and with like, like he needs to be in darkness so he can't see light. But he uses eyedroppers, which are like this numbing agent, so he's able to see. And when they fuck up the bad guy's ship and it's about to explode, he starts putting these eye drops in so he can watch them explode. That's like a boss. And then as they're finishing and exploding, he turns away and he walks, and right behind him there's an explosion. Oh my god, it was so cool. <laughs> Another cool thing is, the e, like you don't understand the motives of the main good guy or the, the captain of that ship, because like... He could. He he seems like he's out for revenge. By any means necessary. But there's a, there's a point in which, to get the bad guys, he needs to send Michael onto that ship, and uh, to the bad guy's ship. That's the easy sense. That made sense. But he wouldn't do it. He fought against it. And she spits the logic at him, you know, she chess plays with him in his brain, she goes, I have to go, I'm the only one, why would, if I don't go, I'm just wasting time, and I'm dead on this ship, whatever, and he lets her go, but he really fought her on that, and I thought that was pretty cool, I I thought thought that was really cool, it's like he has some kind of a sense of protection of her, I don't understand that. But nothing beats them eye droppers. So they destroy the ship. The uh, main one of the guys who went—he had this PTSD breakdown. He got—who got it on with the Klingon. He's at his uh, quarters, and uh, Michael Burnham goes in there, and she's like the main character, and she's like. You you act like a badass, but you're actually weak sauce because she broke you. You know, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. So let's get it it on or some shit like that. She does not say that, but it felt felt like that was one down. And, um, Homeboy has some kind of a hallucination in which he's remembering getting it on with her. Ugh. It's like the grossest thing ever. It's like he was fucking a giant centipede or something. Ugh, they're so ugly. And, uh, something happened where he ends up going to the clean on lady and getting on his knees and like saying, what did you do to me and I guess she did something to him and she told him when the time is right I'll let you know and I don't know what that was about and he walks away which brought me to a thought as I was watching the episode this is the future right future of uh, now you're telling me there ain't no fucking cameras on that ship? Like, why the fuck would that guy be in a secured section in his, like, pajamas? Because he was in these, uh, pajamas. I have to say, I mean, what the fuck was that? Because shouldn't they have, like, said something? should they, uh, be like, hey, what the fuck were you doing talking to the prisoner? I mean, not for nothing, but she's a fucking prisoner. Uh, yeah, that's not addressed, ever. In fact, in the history of um, Star Trek, there's no such thing as cameras, for some reason. They're always confused about shit happening. They could've had a MacGuffin and said something like, he hacked the codes or something. But no. All the time, without fail, people are just doing bad shit, and nothing's ever recorded. Why are aren't as strong. This is by far the best Star Trek episode ever. But you needed the other episodes to make it that way. So I really thought this was really good. Not the best Star Trek ever, but this this, this iteration of the show. It is the me- mid season finale. The show does end with a kind of a cliffhanger where, um What's that thing. Well where uh, the, um, the ship makes one final jump using this thing called the Spore Drive, where they instantaneously go anywhere in the universe. So I, as it turns out, there's actually alternate realities as well. Like, I guess you can go there too. And um, that's what I was thinking. They they go to some place where they don't understand what's going on. They're like, where are we? Blah, blah, blah. So I think this is what they call the mirror universe. So in Star Trek, you have your normal life is good, Federation's good, but the mirror universe is the opposite of that, and what that is is like the Federation's a bunch of bad guys. They're like, um, like an empire, and they uh, take over shit. And they they show it in Star Trek, and they show it again in Deep Space Nine, and, and again in Enterprise, which is pretty cool. And weird. And um It's my dog. Fuck is it doing? And um that's what I think they're gonna do. The whole episode's them in some alternate reality. So that'd be pretty cool. Gotta wait until January to you know get down with that. <sighs> so bouncing around here. Another show I like to watch is Rick and Morty. And uh, you need to watch it. I'm not going to go into TLT about this show. In fact, I think in the last podcast I went to try to talk about it, but it really kind of fizzled out because I was drunk. And, um, one cool episode, well, not cool, but one thing they do is this thing where they it's like they come up with multiple thoughts and, and in episodes in one episode, like interdimensional television, which is just a bunch of random incidences, like uh, chair people, people who are made of chairs, and that'd be a show, but all in one episode. Uh, it's hard to explain. You gotta watch a show. But in one show, in one episode, like recently, in season 3, they had this thing called um, Marty's Mind Blowers. And what this is, is I guess when Marty has an experience... He has three types of experiences, I guess. Because was actually four different colors, but they only showed three. Um, if, if... Okay, so if it's a memory in which he fucked up so bad that he couldn't handle it, like it blew his mind, uh, his uncle or his grandpa would take away that memory and it would form a blue kind of a crystal or tube and if his parents or his family were acting like douchebags to him and it blew his mind he would erase his memory and that would turn into like a I forgot what color and then one color was if whenever I guess Rick proved Morty wrong he would take away his memory or Morty proved Rick wrong he would take away his memory. So, (laughs) okay, or something he disliked, he would take away uh, Morty's memory. So, Morty did this thing, right? Like, there's this monster with these sacks on the end of his chin, on both ends of his chin, and, um, uh, they're trying to get some kind of a detonator code or something from him, or the world would end, or something like that, right? So he's like, he starts, he starts, he starts. I guess beating on him or something, and then the guys all like, "We gotta get the the codes from um, well, the world's end ending. We gotta torture him or something." And then Rick's like, "Hey man, I don't know if we should torture him. That's wrong. That's bad, right?" And he goes, "He fucked with Jessica. That's some girl he likes. So like, that's a thing, in which he like, it's okay to torture, right? Because he said that." And uh, Rick's like okay you see those ends on his chins grab those and he grabs them right and the monster starts like looking upward he's like screaming oh and <laughs> and uh, he starts squeezing him harder you squeeze him harder just, keep, keep, just squeeze him and the fucking monster's like oh and then Rick's uh, Morty's like yeah get this right and, <laughs> and then Rick goes tell him tell him, if you don't give you the detonator cor- cor- uh, coordinates, or codes, or whatever the fuck they needed, that you'll stop. <laughs> and then he goes, if you don't give me that, you're gonna, I'm gonna stop. Wait a minute, what is this? And then you see his face, he's like, "Oh." So basically, he's pretty much ejaculating, right? And uh, he lets go. He goes, oh, Rick, what did I do? And he goes, what's wrong? Just a second ago, you're okay to torture him, but you can't jack off the enemy? What's wrong with that? And and, and you think to yourself, like, what's... So, I don't know, man. This is a situation that you never really thought about, right? In one instance, it's okay to torture somebody, right? For the greater good. You're like beating his ass or whatever and get the codes or what have you. But, it's so weird that I came up with the thought process of, I guess, masturbating a animal or person. <laughs> you know, you don't see that anywhere. You could only do that in a cartoon, a goofy cartoon, including science fiction. I mean, you, could, you couldn't get away with anything like that. I don't see Cap Card jacking off some fucking alien you know, to get the detonator codes, it just doesn't work, but Rick and Borty it works out perfectly, ugh, hey, you does strike a point though, you know, like Guantanamo Bay, when they were like, torturing all these, uh, uh, uh Taliban guys, you know, they're like, waterboarding them, and just beating their asses, or what have you, I wonder, what would happen if you went the opposite way, be like, I don't know, jack them off or something like that. Would that have worked better? I mean, would that be why would that be way worse than if you were to beat them up? I think it would be kind of worse, don't you think? You know, if you were like molesting these guys, you know, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, damn, we I mean, kind of think about it, dudes can relate just as you're at that point when you're about to, you know do the deed, like, oh, you know, be done with all of it, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could say you would say anything to get past that notch, you know, so, I mean, why waterboard, you know, like, why beat the fuck out of somebody or drop acid on them, when if you did something like that, get them to a point, and then just be like, hey, tell us the or codes, or tell us where this guy is, and we'll let you finish, or whatever, I mean, I'm pretty, I don't know, man, shit, I can see everyone just giving in on that, <laughs> right? I could be wrong, only in Rick and Morty would that have made me think of that in that terms, because like, that's what science fiction is, it gets you thinking about things, you know, like, would you do this, or what about that, like start a classic Star Trek episode, He had guys with a black face on one side and a white face on another, and uh, there's two races, and and the other guy had white on one side and black side on the other, so it was kind of reverse, and everyone's like, what the fuck would they be racist about that for? And and that episode just demonstrated that racism, it just didn't matter what color you were and and how stupid racism is and that's cool, social commentary, that's what really science fiction is, you know, trying to ask you questions and make your brain think, you know, and if you're not thinking, you suck, I was just say. I mean, that, that's all science fiction is, really is, social commentary, you know, it's making you think. I like shit like that, and Rick and Morty took you to a place in which I would have never thought of I mean like really <laughs> yeah and uh, that's a common theme in that show. They really take it to some next level limits. I like how they they subtly at, put out a theme in which you had to really think about like there was this uh, Morty Morty was like we can't kill this one thing and it turns out this one thing is the worst evil ever. And uh, he ends up killing the very thing he was trying to protect. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like a like you thought you knew what good and evil was until you didn't know. I strongly recommend watching Rick and Morty, especially if you're a nerd. I mean, expand your horizons because it's just like you get to a certain level, and uh, you're like, man, I know there's more that we could be doing here and Rick and Morty takes you that extra step, and it's not too far, like, sometimes you go too far, and you're just like, you're stupid, you're a stupid head, and, uh, there's science fiction out there like that, but Rick and Morty does it pretty tastefully, I mean, like, you you could break down an episode and be like, oh man, it's like he knew that they were in a simulation the whole time, so he wasn't so fucked up. That's why I like that show. So, breaking news, we had some, uh, some controversial news coming up. They had the uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, like, I guess they have this Wonder Woman picture of these Amazon chicks, and they're showing some six-pack. And it's, it's like less clothes, right? In comparison to their army clothes that they had before, which is both tight. Now, a lot of people are like, "Oh, why do why do Amazon women have to be all um, like like bikini like and it's so sexist and blah blah blah?" And I'm thinking to myself, they look more like the female version of 300, where those guys were in their underwear. Rip with the rip roaring six packs, you know, the unrealistic six packs that they had. And I was like, that sucks, man. Girls can't show off their six packs, good dudes can. So I was just like, you know, as a woman, you should be like, hey, man, they just showing off their muscles just like 300 did. This isn't like, and they're Amazons. I mean, like, it's not like they, and that's right, if you ever watched 300, it was really cool, um, you know, like movie with like real macho bravado you know and uh, and then now like when the women get a hold of it and start doing their thing they can't because it's too sexist so it's a thing where you know people need to really calm down you know because I mean you through trying to do equality you're robbing people or you're robbing a whole gender of uh, their sexuality or or just the, 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 the presence of awesomeness, you know? I mean, like, you try to get a six-pack like that, that shit ain't easy. <laughs> I mean, those chicks went through hell to probably get that. I know, like, some of it could be genetics, but let's be real, you know, getting a six-pack ain't easy. And if you watch that 300 movie, those guys are diesel. So them getting uh, a six-pack, phew, intense. I got the sound effect. Let's see if I can make the sound effect work. If that was too loud for you, shut your face. <laughs> I need it for my next bit. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people complained about it. So, let me read a Twitter comment here. Uh, Here's a fantastic example of the difference between the male and the female gaze. Patty Jenkins, Ama- Amazon Warriors on the left, Zack Snyder's on the right now Zack Snyder uh, he, he made 300 and he, he put those dudes in underwear and uh, it's in the comic too if you ever read the comic for 300 the fucking dudes just wore thongs and such in the comic actually they were naked but he put them in thongs so that worked out I mean he could have done that with the Amazon chicks I think he, in the comic it's like that too maybe I, I, it's been a while since I read it it's a huge book but um, I mean, so you, so these the same people are just hypocrites, man. Dudes can show off their six pack, women can't. It's not like they're naked too. And I like this. There's this one lady who's got the rip roaring six pack. That ain't genetics, man. That's hard work, man. <laughs> she must've been doing hardcore sit-ups and bouncing medicine balls against the wall, you know, roaring, screaming, and shit fucking lady. I'm still mad about the making Amazons wear bikinis thing, not just because it's sexist and, and stupid, which it is, but because it undermines the core concept of these women as effective warriors in their own right. They did have badass outfits in the, in the Wonder Woman uh, movie, but I mean, they could show their physique off. I mean, if Zack Snyder did that shit with uh, 300, why can't women do it? I'm just saying. You know, I I get it. that's just fucked up. I don't know. Uh, That's what I thought. I mean, that should be a conversation unto itself. But it it seems to be in this day and age, if you want to be a woman, you can't be. And, like, you guys are going to inadvertently go into a Puritan sense, you know? Like, showing an ankle would be a crazy thing, you know? (laughs) You guys will inadvertently turn yourselves into the... Like oppressive uh, thing where you have to wear like you know the ninja mask and everything. You know, I mean, like, it, I guess that's cool if you if it goes that direction. But uh, man, guys could take off their shirts, women can't. You know, that sucks. You know, it sucks to be a woman. And women are uh, pushing that cause too. That's that's fucking ludicrous. And these guys who are like trying to jump on that whole train are dumb as fuck. These guys are worse than the women. Women, I can see being confused that you're like, "Oh, because a man made them do this, that's oppressive." I get you. You have a valid point, but these dudes should know better. They 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 should understand that men can show off physique, women should could show off their physique, you know? I mean, if it if it was gratuitous, like them bending over all the time and they playing the song, and then they're just bending over. Yeah, I get you. You have a valid argument. They're just fucking just doing a cool pose too, by the way, a superhero pose. You know, I mean, you can you guys, beta males trying to trying to get women by, you know, jumping on that train and saying something like, yeah, man, women, they, they shouldn't show so much uh, six-pack or anything. And they, they call it bikinis, but I guess it, I guess it is a bikini. I'm looking at it. A bikini with uh, armored leggings and armored shoulder pads. But showing off their six-packs, just like 300. That's all I got to say, because, like, if you watch 300, there ain't nobody who watched that movie was thinking, I need to do some CrossFit. <laughs> I mean, look at them men, dude. They're, like, diesel. And everyone should try to aspire to something, like, better than they are, you know? Like, I mean, fuck, dude, I'd work out to that if I could. If I could get to that level, I'd be like, yes, you know, I've achieved it. And that's a hard-earned body. You, you don't just get that, you know? I, I mean, I guess you could do some roids, but you still have to work out. You can't just do steroids and instantly become buff. I mean, that's, that's an unrealistic thing. You do the roids so you can just keep going, you know? But there's that. A little rant. Um. I got this other breaking... I got a lot of breaking news here. This bunch of shit just happened. Uh, inmate will get Pillow to help him breathe during execution. So it breaks down to this. This guy has anxiety, and they're going to give him a pillow as they kill him. I thought they were going to give him a pillow, put over his head, and kill him that way. And I was like, oh, stepping up for game. But no, it's it's to relax him so they can um, inject him lethally, which is stupid. Very stupid. You're going to kill the guy. It, uh, people are just weird in their ways of thinking. He has anxiety and shit, and boo-hoo this guy. Uh, this guy's a cold cold-blooded killer. I mean, it's not like... Uh, a thing in which... uh, you know, he dead man walk-in, or... well, that guy actually did do it. Uh, What was that Kevin Spacey movie? Where... he is innocent, but he's not, and he gets killed. Ah, whatever. Hey, look, this guy... he killed a dude, served 20 years, got out, gets in a fight with the sheriff, steals a car kills an 18 year old dude after he steals the car not like a like a oops I had to kill him it's hey I just got away I'm shooting him but it all makes it better because when he was a kid he was tortured and sexually abused so that makes it okay for him to murder and I guess it makes us okay to murder him I don't know it's a confusing situation you know I mean do you let the guy live for a long time draining resources because he's a, he cannot be rehabilitated I pose a theory and I say this a lot in my brain but I don't say it out loud because or maybe I do I really don't I, I could argue this and if you want to argue this you email me at uh, podcast for me at anyways I think for the convicted murders such as this or rapists you know things like that of that nature like real rapists not like, uh, ooh, that is taboo to say it that way. But I'm talking like child rape. I know all rape is bad, but let's just be real, man. Raping a kid is a fucking horrific thing. I mean, yeah, you know, like touching a dude's butt or a female's butt. That's sexual assault. But rape, rape, that should be like... <laughs> and not the kind of rape where you're like, you know what? I was drunk. I didn't like having sex with that dude. He raped me. I mean... He was drunk, too. I mean, that's a different argument altogether. If you have two drunk people, they're getting on, you know, all the guys at fault. <laughs> Anywho, not that kind of thing. We're talking, like, rape. Like, you, like... You know, this is all taboo subjects, right? I do not want to get into just for the purposes of a, of, a, of a theory of mine. But, um... Let's just say hardcore stuff, you know? Like, real bad murders and bad, bad rapes and stuff like that. Like... You know, not like someone broke into your house and you accidentally killed them. Not that kind of murder. Like, murder, like, I'm going to fucking kill you because you're on my property. Uh, This isn't your property. I know. Bam, he shot him. (laughs) Some crazy shit like that. Or rape, like, I'm going to stalk this person. I got him in the woods. Let's do this. And now I kill him. That kind of fucking person. There's tons of them. I say, instead of killing them, why not do scientific testing, in the sense as in uh, human trials on any kind of drug that we need to, you know, push forward, like uh, cancer treatments and things like that. We're like, alright, how do we cure cancer? Well, let's infect this dude with cancer. Let's give this guy cancer, and give him a, a bunch of stuff. And uh, it'll be horrendous and painful for this guy, of course. And But in the end, we'll get so much science out of it, you know? Is that a hardcore thing to say? Is that mean? I mean... We're, I, I mean, we're talking about homies that, like, do some hellacious things. That, that, the real bad of the bad. You know, that's, that's who would get this. This, this, uh, this court thing, you know? I'm, 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 I'm it's easy to find bad news, so I'm just gonna find, uh, a person of, uh, of interest for, for this kind of thing. Uh, kills people, uh. You know, wow. The one time I'm looking for, like, a horrendous crime of epic proportions. I can't find it. I just find earthquakes and people just fucking dying of earthquakes and such. Gosh darn. One time. But, you know, the, the child raping babies. You know, the, the, the guy raping a baby or something like that, you know, and then killing it. You know, that kind of hard shit. I know. I know. I, I it's hard stuff I don't usually bring this kind of stuff up but that happens and those guys should be put to the ringer like battery of scientific exposures and to, to advance science and I think that's like recycling a human being you should do that and uh, I don't know maybe it's, it's weird how we're confused on our uh, criminal punishment system we're gonna we're gonna put people in jail And not really rehabilitate them. They mostly come out as criminals in the end. Or we're gonna murder these guys, but we're gonna give them a fucking pillow to make them feel better about about it. You know? I mean, I know it's to calm them down so they can get the needles into his uh, veins. But if you just put a bullet in his head, he's dead. If it didn't work, keep shooting him. I mean, just you saved yourself tons of money you know you're killing the guy I mean what what why does it gotta be what what is this humane thing you know I mean you're killing a guy that's inhumane unto itself is it humane to to kill somebody I don't know I I don't think so i mean, so like I mean if you're gonna kill somebody just do it and if you gonna, you're gonna quibble about how you gonna kill him why don't you just reuse him for your science or body transplant. Just keep transplanting his, you know, he killed 10 people, he transplants body parts. 10 of them just die slowly. I don't know. There's a really hellacious people out there that are bad and we just, we take forever to kill them in some kind of a humane thing. We should have a panel of philosophers and scientists coming up with if we should kill people or not. We should really have issues like that discussed. You just have people discussing it in the background but I'm learning more about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonnett walk their first red carpet as an official married couple. That, that's cool. What about the actual things that are happening in life? You know, like why don't we discuss things like murdering people for justice or or, or the benefits of what you could do with these people? I don't know. I'm not that guy. I'm just putting those ideas out there. Oof get A whole a lot of flack for that whole thing about the rape thing. But to take me out of context, I'm just trying I'm trying to I'm a real dumb guy trying to explain my thoughts on, on, on a subject that's not really discussed. It's really just a one sided thing. You'd be like, he touched my knee, that's rape, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, should have yeah. Well, that happened. So uh this in the news race car driver eight that's the number eight dies after slamming her car into a cement barrier so you got a girl I think it's a little girl mm, I think it's a little girl I don't know why I keep thinking it's after he after eight-year-old eight drag race driver is dead after he car he car they wrote that wrong it's a sh- it's a he slamming her car it says her what the hell there's two different things. I'm not going to click on the video. I think it's her. I'm pretty sure it is. Why is an eight year old driving a car? Why is a eight year old driving a race car? My kid's seven, dude. You put him in a car and driving? Are you crazy? What were you thinking? Even if he was a savant, you don't put the kid into a car. I mean, that, that's stupid. <laughs> And he he died. Or her died. She died. What did you think was going to happen? That's terrible. It's a travesty. Should the parents go into jail? in, in, In like an emotional state. I'm angry. Yeah. But logically, no. I mean, that was a stupid thing they did. I think they'll learn from their mistake. I would hope. That's a terrible thing. You put a fucking kid into a car. And then she killed herself. What were you thinking? That's a that's a thing. uh, I'm just saying the same thing over and over and over. But I'm just, I mean, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. My kid walks and trips over a rock that he had time to avoid. He he literally. I tell him we were going out hiking, and I tell him don't step in the poo. And he literally just steps in the poo. I mean, maybe that's just my one metric of data on my kid. But, I mean, like, I, I work with kids all the time. Uh, they're not that bright. I mean, they're kids. I mean, they, yeah, of course, you you know they're smart. They know their ABCs and Maybe they even know calculus. Who cares? They're fucking kids, man. I mean, as there's adults that don't know much about life. I'm one of them. And put them in front of a car I don't know where I was going with that I'm just saying some people could be stupid right um one last bit of news uh, before we wrap this up today this woman claims she's Transracial and identifies as Filipino. Never forget. Looks like a dude. Oh, wow. Taking it up a notch. Transgender woman, so it's a dude who's uh identifies as a woman is also transracial. So what that means is this is a dude who thinks he's a woman. Or identifies as a woman. That's a thing. In 2017, and uh, is also transracial, which also, which means the dude's white, but you know how white people are. They're kind of like, I'm not just white. I'm three eighths and a quarter Indian, one eighth and a half black, and they, they always, they always got to be something like extreme amount of stuff other than white, you know. So identifies as Filipino. She's born white. Guess what her name is? She's Filipino. Come on guess. It's Ja Doo. I repeat, transracial Filipino calling himself Tran Ja Doo. Ja Doo. What's your name? I'm Do. i got to get rid of that button. I couldn't help it. Come on, it's funny. Um, Jadu drives a uh, a car called a um, tuk-tuk. I have to say, there's many things about this that's hilarious. I've never heard of a tuk-tuk. I've never heard of a name Jadu as a Filipino. I'm, I'm half Filipino. I look like Filipino. I've never heard of a Tuk-Tuk or a Jadu. Every ever, ever friend I've ever had uh, that was Filipino, um... They had American-sounding names, honestly. You know, Kevin, Michael, Dominic. Really cool names, actually. Um... Yeah, man. I yeah, do Pinay. My bad. I thought it was Pinoy. I I didn't really read the article. I really thought it was just a dude thinking it was transracial. Even like red hair doesn't even make sense. I don't what does even transracial Filipino mean? Like as a culture in America of Filipinos, it's not like a thing in which uh, you could really identify in a way because like I don't know. A lot of my Filipino friends were acting like, dare I say it, African American. You know, they like to rap and sing boys and men, and things like that. Man, it was they were they played a lot of black basketball and talked real ghetto. You know, I don't know if that's racist. Feel no racist. Don't be triggered. I'm just saying. A lot of my friends, Asian, kind of acted you know black a little. I, I didn't want to say it. I did, but I have to, cause it's true. And, uh, yeah, we can eat some lumpia, you know. That's about it, really. I mean, what the hell? Of all the things I identify as, you pick the one race where they don't really do much in the sense of culture, you know. Uh You look at the Mexicans, man. They got a great culture, you know. They grow, group up at big families, and, or, you know, they get into hardcore drama. And, uh, I don't know. It's a very caring culture, you know, if you hang out with any. One of that uh, nature, and then you got Americans, uh, baby barbecue, but most of the time we're on our cell phones. <sighs> and then you know you got your black community, and that's a culture too. That is an actual culture. That is a thing. You And there's multifaceted. You know, you got your ghetto culture, you can have your hardcore African American culture with the celebrating Kwanzaa and all that. I mean, like you really like that's a culture. But when you get with the Filipinos, I didn't think there was much of a culture there, you know? I mean, they had some food, a little bit of drama, but really, there wasn't much, you know? they very, um, real laid-back people. There's food, though. This guy looks like, he, or girl, eats a lot of it, so. That's a thing. Transracial. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I was transracial, what would that be? I think I, I think I would go Mexican because I like the food, I like the culture a lot. You know, they're pretty cool. And I think if I, if I went hardcore black, you know, like with the ghetto-ness, I think I'd just look pretentious on me if I was doing it. They'd be like, "This guy's just a poser," you know. And if I went all hardcore, like you know, Kwanzaa or anything like that, or or wear dreadlocks, people think I would be appropriating their culture. It'd just be terrible i did that if i adopted any of that for me i mean it'd be cool if i could do that i guess but our culture isn't our culture in america doesn't allow for people to act in a way like that you know you could totally identify as filipino or korean or anything like that because those cultures don't really um they don't take umbrage as much with a lot of things they just let shit happen you know yeah like like name the filipino actor who is oscar winner uh, I'll give you a second about that. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, no one. But you don't see Filipinos raising arms and locking arms and saying, this shit's bullshit, you know? Let's name, I don't know, like that famous Filipino basketball player. How about, you know, that, that Asian, like any Asian Football player, the hardcore football player. They got this one guy, Young Ho Cow, and he was a uh, kicker in, the, in football. And then he got kicked out because he couldn't, you know, make a completion. <laughs> but um, other than that, man, name name them, name that MVP. It just it doesn't it doesn't exist. You don't see people complain. You don't see that nationality complaining as much. So yeah, you can identify them as hard as fuck. But if you if you even get near the B word black or african american you are going to get killed man that rachel dole's lady there was a uh, lady who was white white as day and uh, she tried to be black and they crucified her ass they crucified her how dare you but i'm pretty confident if she went to be asian or filipino or anything like that psh, nothing nothing would have been said i'm trying to think if people identify as mexican would that do something? I, I've never even heard of that. I don't even think the Mexican community care that much, right? Ah, whatever. Because we're pretty laid-back people. Seems to be only two cultures that really get hardcore about anything, really, uh, is white people and black people. They're so intense, you know? Like, they're like, hey, we're not being represented here. We're not being represented there. White people, they're getting excommunicated out of everything. You know, don't you even touch the club? You know, it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna be the minority, and uh, this is gonna just be racism towards them. Like, I guess this is gonna be a thing. They're gonna have to drink from separate water fountains and such, and sit in the back of the bus. I mean, that's gonna happen. I mean, the way we keep pushing, you know, and men—they're gonna, just, all men are gonna be like, they're not gonna be able to vote, and <laughs> they're not gonna have jobs because it sucks to be a dude in this atmosphere. Freaking yeah. Um I was gonna say got men. It sucks to be a white guy, it just sucks. And then uh there was one black lady she was beating the fuck out of guy wearing uh dreadlocks, this white dude. Poor dude. <laughs> I snap for him. Cause you don't wanna clap. I don't wanna trigger anybody. Black people, black people, Hmm. I thought I had another thought in respect to that, in in this, in the sense that you know, it sucks. You know, insensitive. You, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman once was interviewed, and they was talked. They asked him about racism, and they said, you know, black person. This. What would you do about racism? And he goes, he's smart, man, this Morgan Freeman. Dude, you got a guy who's got to listen to this guy. He's a real smart dude. He says, well, hopefully he hasn't molested anybody or sexually assaulted anybody because, oh, fuck, everything he said goes mute, you know? But because uh, people can only be one thing. They can't have a duality to them, you know? I That's how our culture is, you know? You could have you done all the good things in the world, but uh, you do that one thing, you're fucked. And I guess that's okay, right? You know? Save a million people, touch that one kid, you're done, son. And that's, I mean, I guess that's valid. I'm not the person to have that kind of philosophical debate. But some people should, I'm just saying. There's a real issues. There's real issues out there to de- debate, but no one really does it. Anyways, Morgan Freeman says this thing. He goes, don't talk about it. And you're like, what? Don't talk about it, so just allow persecution and everything? No, he said, he, he explains that, you know, I'm Morgan Freeman. Not Morgan Freeman, the black guy morgan freeman you're bob something such and such not bob such and such the white guy you're bob and they go uh, you know basically what what he meant was is these things that we keep bitching about like you know women's rights men's rights which you don't really hear much of and uh black people white people and things like that we're perpetuating our own racism here With, you're Bob you're a white guy just just say Bob you know let's talk about that in that nature hire Bob on his merits uh Susie she's she's getting this job let's hire her on her merits let's not think of her as a girl or a guy let's just think of Susie as Susie and she wants to be a transgender person so be it but let's just let's think of the identity of Susie and then the merits that uh is good for the job not trying to create an outcome oh, I need 13 transgenders no just think i need 13 people morgan freeman figured it out and no one else has and no one else is discussing this you have to be um thinking people as people you know it, it, that's how it gets done when you start doing a thing where this dude shot at a cop and the cop shot him if, if if that guy is black, then it's obviously the cop's fault. If that guy is white, it's obviously the guy's fault. You know, that, I mean, that's a thing that's happening in a narrative. And it, 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 it deters from what really does happen. Like, there are cops that are bad. There's also people that are bad. And you should judge on the merits alone. I mean, if the guy fired on the cop, the cop killed the dude, that's a thing. Leave it there. If the cop is racist... That's a thing, leave it there. Not leave it there as in ignore it, but like then hone in on that. If he killed him for racist uh, things. But if he just killed a man just to kill a man, let's just get him too. I mean, just shit. Uh, uh, Asian dude comes into a bar. Uh, it's not an Asian dude, it's whoever this guy is. And then if he wants a beer, he gets a beer. Uh, people crash into you and it, it, you... It's a person. Not, oh, obviously because he's female or all oh, because he's old. That's why he did it. I mean, you can't think in that way. You just thought this fucking person didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They crashed into me. And that's how it should be. And Morgan Freeman cracked the code. And people aren't paying attention to that. We're just focused on what these these, these personality traits and, and uh, just going in that direction. You know, oh, it's because he's, you know, uh... Indian, that's why he did this, or because he's this, that's why he did that, I mean, that's just terrible, he's Muslim, that's why he blew up, you know, that kind of thing, no, he blew up, he had a sense of ideas, and ideologies, and he did some things, that was terrible, fuck him, you know, that kind of thing, and that was my rant on race, I mean, and gender inequality, and all this other shit, I mean, like, you should just judge people how, how they are, I mean, if... If chick rapes dude, chick rape dude, you know, dude rapes chick, that's it. That and then you know, uh, judge him accordingly. I mean, and that or we're just gonna accept double standards. I mean, that's a thing. We that should be a different conversation unto itself. I'm with Morgan Freeman's uh, philosophy of thought: uh, judge people as people, and that's it. But maybe there could be something said. On the other side of the fence, where people are different, you know, you know, name that um, Filipino bodybuilder who won uh, Mister Universe. Go ahead. But then again, you you can name uh, tons of other nationalities. I so guess nationalities are not created equal. In that respect, I mean, you know, I haven't seen a um, seven foot tall. Um, I don't know, uh Indian MVP at, at NBA I mean just like I mean it just doesn't happen yeah. yeah you got you got your shaquille O'Neal and you got your um what's his name daju anyways that's it for the podcast for today i made a long one cuz i broke it up in segments i was doing various things news and all that so you have any thoughts or comments on the podcast uh, shoot me an email at uh, podcast for me at gmail.com and uh, I'll read it on on the, on the uh, ether over here I keep saying ether all right a lot of cursing went down today and if I offended you or triggered you sorry am I probably I'm not a big hurtful guy I just like having my ideas out there. In the event that someone listens to it one day and was like, you know what, he's got some good points, but these other points, fuck him. (laughs) Anyways, you guys stay awesome, all right, all of ya. Just uh, try to do better in life, always strive to be better, and uh, just try to be normal human beings and not uh, shit on people for whatever nationality or gender, you know. Try to look both sides of an argument, you know, rather than just having your conclusion sticking with it. Alright?
1: Alright. Right. All everyone. Take care.
0: Bye.